I brought up another intriguing area that Denise Montel is working on, which might help us understand and even treat some forms of inherited blindness. The key to this puzzle turns out to be zinc. In the 1990s, Denise's lab was trying to figure out how border cell migration worked. The process involved screening for mutations that inhibited the ability of the cells to move. We found, you know, lots of things that made sense, like RAC and, you know, receptors and transcription factors and things that, you know, you could figure out how they related to cell movement. But we had this one gene that really for a long time did not make sense to us, which was this uh, zinc transporter of all things. So it transports zinc ions from the endoplasmic reticulum into the cytoplasm of the cell. And every cell has this thing. And again, it's deeply conserved in evolution because every cell needs it. So, you know, tons of proteins bind zinc. And zinc is an essential trace element. And there's loads of zinc bound to proteins in every cell. There's almost no free zinc in a cell. And by that, I mean, for people who study ions and they think of calcium as being like very little free calcium in the cell because it's used as the signal and everything. Well, there's a hundred times less zinc than there is calcium. Okay. Free zinc. Lots and lots of bound up zinc, but very little free zinc. So it turns out that our cells have like 25 different proteins that move zinc from one place to another. And and many of the, you know, there's 12 of them that just sit on the surface of a cell and move zinc from outside the cell to inside the cell. And then other transporters that move it from inside the cell to outside the cell, depending on where there's too much or too little, or from inside the cell to an organelle or in the organelle to the cell, you know. So it's very tightly regulated, you know, exactly how much zinc there is and where it is. But what this had to do with cell migration was a total mystery to us. Now, it turns out that because this is so well conserved, it's been studied in other organisms and it's been studied in other tissues in the fly. You know, it's been reported to do this and that here and there. And, you know, I don't know. But one little theme that came across in many different cell types was that it's required to prevent endoplasmic reticulum stress. Okay. And so ER stress is something, one thing, there were so many things I didn't know. I was like on the steep part of the learning curve here. I didn't know anything about zinc. I did not know that about a third of proteins when they're made don't fold properly and have to be degraded. And not all proteins are equally susceptible to misfolding and not all cells have the same burden of misfolded proteins, but a huge fraction of proteins that when they're first made are not made properly and have to be disposed of. And the way that process happens is that they're tagged with this little peptide called ubiquitin. And then that sends them to the cellular garbage disposal called the proteasome, and they're degraded into little pieces, and then the subunits are recycled. And if that doesn't happen properly, then the whole system gets backed up, right? And it's like if your garbage doesn't get taken care of, then the whole system gets backed up and the cells get backed up. Now, why is this important? Well, think about neurons. They have to live your whole life. Like if one of your intestinal cells gets a little backed up, fine. You just get rid of it and you make a new one, right? You make new ones, you turn over your intestine like all the time. Your blood cells, you just get rid of it, make a new one because, you know, you can do that. Your brain cells have to last your entire life. So we really can't back up the system. We really need things to be working, you know, really well. So the proteasomes and this whole protein degradation system is like super important there. Stem cells, long-lived cells. Cancer cells need really good functioning proteasomes because 
they are dividing really rapidly and so on. Anyway, so it turns out that if we don't have the zinc transporter, cells are really susceptible to ER stress. And what cells do if they're stressed is they first try to adapt, but if they can't adapt, then they die. So we were thinking about that. And my student had a broad idea. This is Sharon Guo. She said, okay, well, loss of this zinc transporter can cause ER stress and loss of it can cause a cell migration defect. Is it ER stress that causes the migration defect? Like, are those two things related causally? So she decided to induce ER stress in a completely different way. And what she did was purposefully express a high level of a misfolded protein. So this is a mutation in a protein rhodopsin. And this mutation happens in people who are genetically susceptible to retinitis pigmentosa or form of blindness. And it's known that these proteins misfold and accumulate in the ER and cause stress. And so when you express this protein in the border cells, they can't move. So ER stress is sufficient to impede movement. And that explains why we got the ZIP7 mutant out of our screen. (laughs) Okay. But uh, then she did an experiment that was not obvious, I think. And she said, well, what if I overexpress the zinc transporter? What will that do when I have this big burden of misfolded proteins in the cell? And what it did was amazing. When she overexpressed this one protein, zip in the transporter, all of the misfolded protein went away, the ER stress went away, and the cells migrated just fine. So it says that the zinc transporter function is limiting. Like it, how much of it you have determines how much capacity you have to degrade misfolded proteins. And so then we were thinking, okay, that's interesting. What about in the eye where this misfolded rhodopsin protein causes blindness? And it causes blindness in people, but it also causes blindness in flies. Okay. So she found that when she overexpressed the zinc transporter in the fly eye with the misfolded rhodopsin protein, that she could also rescue the eye problems in the fly. So she could rescue the blindness of the fly. And so that was very exciting. And then we thought, well, but the proteasome is responsible for degrading all kinds of misfolded proteins. So beta amyloid is a misfolded protein. Um, Parkinson's disease is caused by accumulation of misfolded proteins. Huntington's disease is caused by accumulation of misfolded proteins. They're all different proteins, but they're all misfolded proteins and they induce ER stress. And so she started asking, well, how good is this zinc transporter actually? <laughs> can, it, can it suppress cell death when we express beta amyloid or you know Huntington or like whatever? We know so far that it's worked on three out of the six proteins that we've tried in the fly eye. So it's intriguing. And then this project also has gone in the direction of we've figured out exactly where the zinc is needed. <laughs> it's like it's needed in this one particular place in order for the cells to be able to get into the proteasome. So anyway, yep, that's another one of those things where it's like you could not have in a million years guessed that studying border cells would tell you anything about neurodegenerative diseases. I think one of the things that's hard for people to grasp is, you know, why aren't you just studying the disease when in fact you might actually get to the disease in ways that you hadn't predicted that would be difficult to get to if you started solely with the disease. Not that people shouldn't study diseases. I think that's all really important, obviously. 
but um, making these connections is what's really key, right? But you make a good point, which is that there are lots of people studying ER stress and they weren't studying zinc, you know, nobody. And I've talked to some of the leaders in the field and they were not thinking about zinc. And so I think this is a fun, you know, contribution that comes just from out of left field. So it adds a new sort of a new concept to the proteasome field, to the ER stress field, that zinc is actually limiting for the function of the proteasome. And the reason that makes sense is the proteasome is incredibly abundant and zinc is incredibly rare. So then it starts to make sense that maybe zinc would be limiting for the function of the proteasome. So presumably there are certain proteins that are zinc binding proteins in the proteasome that are really critical then. There's one in particular, and we think we've zeroed in on the one. It's the one that it takes ubiquitin off in order for the protein to get into the proteasome. If you don't take that branch off, it doesn't fit in the garbage disposal. So you have to take those branches off and that is a zinc requiring uh, protein. And our experiments seem to pinpoint that as being the step that's limiting here. Yeah, so it sort of adds something to the neurodegeneration field and adds something to the proteasome and field and then a very small field of people who care about zinc. 